Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. So today's discussion is a last moment uh, decision to have a, have a chat. First of all, uh, I want to start the chat by welcoming my guest and someone I've actually had the pleasure of reading for so many years and I've been a fan of, a fan of uh, Kanchanda. Once again, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Kushal, and uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, Kushal, thank you really for having me over here today. Um, I know it was um, a Sunday, and uh, I, but I really think that we should get out our voices uh, on this particular issue, and we we should ensure that voices are heard, that voices that are contrarian, and voices that oppose the idea of a monochromatic. Uh, view of the world. All right, Dada. So, uh, just to uh, give the give the viewers uh, a brief idea about uh, about our reason to hold this discussion. Um, uh, so, you know, everybody should know why we are having this discussion. But uh, just to give you all a brief uh, idea about what has uh, happened and why we are holding this discussion right now is uh, we. Uh, were given the news yesterday that there was a book written about the Delhi riots by advocate Monica Arora. And uh, she was uh, writing this book uh, on uh, the Delhi riots and it was titled Delhi riots 2020, the untold story. And uh, it was obviously picked up by Bloomsbury and Bloomsbury decided to publish the book. So the, pro the, the, the process is very weird, right? Bloomsbury approaches the author or the author approaches Bloomsbury. They come to an agreement. They, they go through the process of writing the entire book. Obviously, the book goes through the first editing, second editing, third editing process, whatever there is. Uh, and then after all of that is done, it is then suddenly announced because of uh, uh, I don't know which other word to use, in the, uh, uh, and I'll wait for Dada's views too, but just according to me, there is a digital lynch mob that suddenly decides, oh, how dare Bloomsbury publish a certain book? And then there is this digital lynch mob that goes after people, and suddenly Bloomsbury decides to take that book off. And obviously, it has led to a furore. Uh, and uh, we are here having this discussion. So, so Dada, I want to start today's discussion by asking you the first question. And the first question is that when you actually heard the news, what were your initial reactions? And I want to uh, break, give you a multiple chance question here. Your, was your uh, initial reaction uh, like, here we go again, or uh, or uh, kind of a thing, or uh, it was more of a surprise? Dada, you're uh, muted. You've muted yourself accidentally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I was genuinely surprised and, uh, and, and more than surprised, I was shocked. Uh, because uh, publishers have a contractual obligation to their writers, to their authors. Now, if Bloomsbury has commissioned a book, it has uh, presumably discussed the idea behind the book, the core idea behind the book with the authors or author threadbare. They would have also gone through the manuscript. They would have also gone, vetted the manuscript, fact-checked it, and uh, then, then they would have started the process of printing and publishing the book. 
Now, the book was uh, scheduled for publication in early September. Uh, it was already listed on Amazon and pre-orders, uh, pre-publication orders were being accepted. The Kindle edition, I understand, was live. And yet, suddenly, yesterday, uh, they announced that they are backing off, that they are cancelling the publication. And uh, the statement which uh, was issued by Bloomsbury India uh, was, uh, was an untenable statement. I mean, they said that uh, we are offended by uh, uh, the people who were called for a re book release event uh, uh, because we would not want to associate with them. And we have a larger social obligation, and that's why social responsibility or obligation, and that's why we are calling off the publication of the book. Now, uh, there are two parts to it. The book release event, uh, in today's publishing, uh, rare is the publisher who organizes a book release event. It's usually left to the author to organize a book release event, to publicize the book, and virtually market the book to the reader. That is how it works. And every publisher in the industry knows about it. So let's not uh, 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 pretend great offense that we were not informed about this event. Number two, uh, when it comes to social responsibility or social obligation, uh, what, I mean, what makes you realize your social obligation at this point of time? All these months, you never thought of it. So that is, that is bunk. What Bloomsbury has officially said is just bunk. And they not only does their deed cover them with, uh, I mean, it makes mud of their reputation as publishers, uh, but their subsequent act of issuing that statement further rubs their nose in the mud. Uh, it's, it's, it's a loss of credibility for the publisher. Now, that is the first part of it. We will come to the book later. So that's what I don't understand, Dada. So how can a publisher actually go through the process? Because obviously, it's going to be a long process, right? It's not like the book comes out of free air, thin air, and you just have a book there and you say, oh, I've written a book. Would you like to publish it? It never happens like that. There are publishers and the authors actually go through the grind of conceptualizing the book, even the going through the first draft, the second draft, and you know, multiple drafts are given, then how can a publisher succumb to something like this? Wouldn't they realize that what they're doing is actually professional suicide in a way? No, look, I mean, uh, it's for Bloomsbury, the parent company to look into this. It's for Bloomsbury India to answer this question. I'm not their spokesperson. I'm not going to go into that zone at all. But uh, like you said, that it's a long drawn process. Now, if they ever had any doubts about the contents of the book, I have not read the book. I have no idea what uh, what is contained in that book between its covers. Uh, but but uh, it is uh, clearly the authors are aware of it and the publishers are aware of it. So it is only fair to presume that the publishers would have gone through the contents and they would have approved of it. So therefore, their, their, their statement now that because of our social responsibility or obligation, we are canceling its publication 
is it, it doesn't wash. It's hogwash. Uh, so we, I, 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 and frankly, again, I am, I am not interested in uh, the decision of Bloomsbury per se, because it can always be argued that it's a, the the publisher, after all, is a is a private sector entity, and uh, it can it can risk litigation and call off publication, and there have been such instances in the past. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, one book which comes to mind, somebody had written a book on uh, uh, on the on Muhammad, and uh, 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 that particular book. And I don't want to go into the contents of the book. That book wouldn't find a publisher because every time a publisher agreed to even look at the manuscript, there would be a flood of threats. And and this I'm talking about in London, the the, the, the mecca of publishing in the world. Uh, and uh, it happened over there. And finally, when one publisher agreed to put it out, his office and his home uh, both were firebombed. So, uh, and and finally, uh, I think the book was published somewhere anonymously in America. Uh, so th there, there are instances of such things happening. But here, what we have seen is that the publisher has collapsed. The publisher has collapsed like a pack of cards like a like a house of cards and, uh, and 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 we have we are witness to a very sorry spectacle where the publisher is actually groveling before a bunch uh, of uh, activists uh, bully activists who sort of demanded that the publisher cancel the publication of this book so it was not a cancellation on merit it was a cancellation under threat and we should be worried because this cancel culture, which has already uh, traveled far and wide within the Western world, is now hitting Indian shores. Uh, I mean, uh, we have seen how uh, 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 operatorials in American newspapers are no longer uh, subject to scrutiny for their merit, whether they are worth publishing or not. But they have to comply with the worldview of a certain set of people to 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 sort of feature on that page, and yeah, that is I, that is exactly what is happening here now. Yes, yeah, so Dada, you had actually written a thread on this too, and uh, honestly, you had quoted uh, Ornab uh, Roy or Ray, and even Sanjeev had uh, chimed in on this. And uh, I think all three of you are talking about a much larger malaise. It's not just just about this book per se. I mean, you've just mentioned about cancel culture. Uh, it's it's uh, along with cancel culture. What what comes off as if there is some sort of this uh, you know cozy club or an incestuous club where uh, you know only the ideas that I want to hear or listen to will be entertained no other idea would be entertained it doesn't matter uh, whether whether the book by itself has its merit or not it has to be stamped by a certain you know purity and pollution checking group and if that purity and pollution checking group does not approve of it it does not pass the muster of the publishing house till the extent that uh, you know even after announcing that the book is going to be uh, put out the book uh, book is taken off so so can you actually talk about this this cozy club that decides who's kosher and who's not again kushal there are there are three parts to it really one is the the english language publishing industry because uh, uh, india has a very huge book publishing industry 
There are publishers who publish a large volume of books, some good, some bad, uh, as is usually the case with publishing books. And, and that publishing industry is in the other Indian languages, uh, whether it is Hindi, Marathi, uh, uh, Tamil, Telugu, Malayalam. So we have, we have a very vibrant publishing industry, and, and it's just that we don't get to know of it. Uh, because public discourse, uh, uh, like, like, and I and and I'm just using this term to drive home the point. Just like Latians media dominates public discourse on what is news or what should be news or what constitutes news. Similarly, we have a handful of English language publishers based in Latians, Delhi, who get to decide how to dominate the discourse on books, on literature, on uh, uh, anything of public interest. So they have created an ecosystem. There is the publisher, there is the author, there is the literary festival, and uh, uh, there are the reviews and there are the plants in all major newspapers or, uh, or, or the organized interviews that we get to see on television. So all this is part of, a, of that cozy club which you referred to. So these are, these are the handful of few uh, a handful few who uh, who who dominate that uh, that, that that particular uh, band of uh, uh, band of publishing in india now the second part to that is the nature of the publishing industry the nature of the publishing industry is such that uh, uh, see worldwide publishing uh, has a certain flash and certain dash to it. Publishers want to showcase, showcase books, books which are successful at a popular level. But then publishers also publish books which are not popular, which perhaps do not sell, but they believe that these books should also be published. In India, it's reversed. The publisher wants to be first assured that the book will fetch them uh, uh, results, financial results, which is fine. I mean, that's their business model. But that business model has now come to be dominated again by a gaggle of few. Now they decide who, which book should be published, which author should be published, which book should be published, and how that book should be pitched, uh, what, uh, which is the slot it should find on the bookshelves of a bookstore. Now th this is the kind of mafia raj that has come to dominate publishing, Latians publishing, book publishing industry in India. And that is why it is important to stand up and resist uh, and say that enough is enough thus far and no farther. And the third aspect to this, again related, is look, I mean, you know, uh, only totalitarian states want books of a particular, one particular variety to be published. I mean, when we were young and growing up, uh, all the Soviet publications would be, would center around what Marx said, what Engels said, what Lenin said, what Stalin said. And it, it would just be that. Lenin and the state, Marx and capital, uh, Stalin and just, uh, uh, whatever so we 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 don't live in a totalitarian state we don't live in a totalitarian society 
there should be space for all kinds of books and our culture a civilizational culture this i mean you you your show is called charwak i mean this is this is the country this is the civilization which of which charwak is a, a very a, a prominent inherent part so we civilizationally we do not believe in monochromatic views now what is being done is that this particular uh, gaggle of bully activists they want publishing now to be restricted to a particular shade of views of sh particular shade of opinions a particular shade of writing and nothing more than that now do we want to be do you, do we want to live in such a dim and dark world this is a question we should ask ourselves and respond accordingly but uh, so you use the words we have to respond accordingly so let us now get into that part about the response um how do we you know factor this response so i, I i'm going to give you the plethora of responses that i've tried to understand from twitter from the people who are kind of happy that the book is uh, banned so the apologists who pretend to be the forebearers of freedom of speech on the left have said oh see this is not a freedom of speech violation only if the state does it it's a freedom of speech violation bloomsbury is a private publishing house they can do what they want to do the second is that hate speech should not be allowed this is hate speech this book is hate speech by the way the book is not published but they know it is hate speech that is hilarious to me and that's why this book should not be allowed the third one is how can kapil mishra be allowed or allowed to talk on a platform about this book that's why this book should not be allowed so dada what should be the response to these three sets of arguments the first part of it about free speech now it is for the state to guarantee free speech it is for the constitution to enshrine free speech but then subsequently it is incumbent upon all institutions whether of the whether of the state or or even if they are they are non state actors or players it is incumbent upon all to comply with what is constitutionally guaranteed now let me look at it in reverse this this same lord the same lord keeps on saying oh you must be secular you must you should do you should not say this because it is not secular you must restrict yourself or your speech to only secular thoughts now secular thoughts for them means a total perversion of the word secular what it means what it connotes but i could argue that it is incumbent only on the state to be secular in our case because the state has declared itself to be secular it is only incumbent upon the state to be secular it is not incumbent upon citizens to be secular i don't have to be perforce secular just because the state is secular so long as i do not violate any law of the state which has been framed within uh, those secular credentials and and i mean law i don't mean Uh, just fanciful ideas about idea of india or whatever so if i am not in violation of the laws of the state i am free to be secular or not be secular 
But when it comes to free speech, we say that it's only incumbent upon the state to impose or ensure free speech, not on individuals. So you cannot have uh, you cannot have it both ways. If you think that society must also be secular because the state is secular, therefore society must also endorse free speech if the state allows free speech. Now that is one part of it. Second, um, uh, you said about uh, the concept of uh, sorry, I forgot uh, the was, hate speech part. The hate speech the part. Hate speech. Now, again, as I said that. Just as I do not know what is contained between the covers, I do not know anybody uh, who is opposing the publication uh, of this book who would know what is contained between the covers. Unless the publisher, unless the publisher has violated the basic fundamental principles of publication and the contractual obligations which every publisher enters into by sharing the contents with these people which is which which would be if it is true if it is true it would be extremely alarming now we don't know if we don't if we do not know what the book says what the book contains how can we presume that it is hate speech and under indian law we, we do not have legally defined hate speech, but what we have are constraints on free speech. So something which speech that, that promotes enmity between communities, and this has to be proven, this has to be, there has to be evidence admissible in a court of law to prove this contention. It cannot be your opinion versus my opinion I will say that, no, it does not prove, uh, promote enmity. And you will say, no, no, it promotes enmity. Your opinion is of no consequence. It has to be proven in a court of law. So there has to be legally admissible evidence. So unless your, your speech is promoting enmity between communities, or it is, or what you are saying is, uh, is posing a threat of imminent violence, that means you say it, Right, whatever I am saying right now plays out as violence within minutes, within hours, or within a day, or within a week. Again, that requires, since you cannot have pre facto evidence to prove that what I am saying is going to cause violence, you have to actually wait for violence to happen uh, to say that, look, this is what I said, and therefore this is what caused it. Now, again, that is open. That is for the courts to decide. Now, when we come to Kapil Mishra, <clears throat> the third part of your question, I, I have never met Kapil Mishra. I have only read about him. I know of him from whatever I have read in media and whatever I have heard of him on television. So, he has as much of a right to be on any platform that invites him. He did not force himself on this platform. He did not get crashed on this, into this platform. He was invited. So he has as much of a right to be on any platform as any of the people who are objecting to his presence on this platform. 
I mean, how can you? This is untouchability. You 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 talk about you talk about uh, talk about lofty ideas of equality, fraternity. Uh, of you you want to you want to be the voice of the suppressed people, and you yet you practice the worst form form of untouchability. You want to deplatform someone because of his views. because of his ideas because of his thoughts because of what he says if you have a problem with what he says what his views are what his opinions are you can shut your ears you can close your eyes you don't have to listen to him you don't want or her you don't have to watch him or her and if it is something more extreme than that i think we have a mechanism in place called the state apparatus to deal with it you cannot become the thought police you cannot become the conscience keeper you cannot become the praetorian guard to protect all that is good and virtuous uh, i i totally agree with you so dada just one more follow up to this and then we can get into what kind of a response do we give so there is another side that has uh, come out of the left and has said oh you people in the right wing or the non left in india have no right to talk about free speech where were you when wendy donage's book was uh, taken off from circulation where were you it's very interesting dada that you know some of us you included i remember i clearly remember you being one of them who stood up for wendy donage's right to be published in india too but the point is that i thought what about tree was not allowed by the left abhi what aboutism bhi shuru ho gaya hai so how, how do we do this so whenever it suits someone what aboutism is taken out of the card whenever it suits suiting someone uh, they will say oh but what about wendy donager well the point was i thought there were some of us who were consistent during the wendy donager issue there are some of us who were consistent at that time so what would you like to say to those people in the left who are uh, accusing everybody in the non left of that see i i have been very consistent on three things no book should ever be proscribed that means no book should be banned two no book should be barred from publication if one publisher or a, or some publishers do not want to publish a book that is fine it is their choice their discretion but if a publisher wishes to publish a book then others cannot force that publisher to depublish to depublish that book to cancel that book so barring a book is not acceptable as far as i am concerned and third which is something it, it is a matter of deep conviction for me no book should ever be burned book burning is something which is abominable it is it is contrary to our civilizational values it is contrary to our cultural values we are a civilization which has witnessed an entire library i mean which was which was the envy of the world as we knew as the world existed in those days the nalanda library the nalanda library was ransacked it was burned to the ground it was destroyed by by invaders we have seen that and that was a crime that was a crime against humanity we have seen 
similar destruction happened in this country and 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 not only in this country around the world i mean the the, the great library of alexandria was sacked uh, uh, we, uh, we have seen during uh, 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 during the horrible uh, nazi years in germany when books were burned when when libraries were emptied out because the books did not confirm but what was contained in the books did not confirm conform to uh, the nazi world view so they had great bonfires of books we have seen books being destroyed in more recent times by the islamic state libraries being ransacked books being burned books being destroyed so we should not we should never burn a book burning a book is the is a moral offense it is an it is an ethical offense and i don't care if it's not a legal offense but it is an offense that should be condemned by all so books should not be banned books should not be uh, barred from publication and books should not be burned so these are the three fundamentals which i would like to make very clear i prescribe to now you have mentioned uh, wendy donnage's book now when that happened i had i distinctly remember i used to have a column in the pioneer those days called coffee break in which i had argued that irrespective of what the book says you may find the book extremely offensive but to try to deplatform that book to get that book proscribed or to force the publishers to withdraw the book is not the right a uh, 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 right way to go about it i have worked with uh, a very in very close proximity i have worked with uh, atul bihari vajpayee and and this is not a secret so i don't mind saying it. and let me quote what atul ji once said that the that the answer to a book is another book, book. so if you were offended by what what wendy deniger doniger had to say in her book on hinduism you should have come up with a counter book you should have come up with a book that countered whatever she had to say in the book and and at that point also i had said that penguin it was wrong of penguin and it was it was craven of penguin to pulp that book fearing an adverse court judgment so instead of waiting for the court judgment what they did was they they pulped the book and they thought that would make the problem go away and another example that i would give to you when uh, salman rushdie's book the satanic verses was banned it was banned even before and, and india was the first country to ban that book because khushwan singh who read the book went running to Ra uh, rajiv gandhi and told him this book is so bad it, 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 you know it, it is uh, it sort of trashes islam and therefore it should be banned and rajiv gandhi banned the book and rajiv gandhi himself did not had not read the book and i will not get into whether he could have actually read the book or even if he had tried to read the book he would have absorbed what the book had to say that's a different discussion altogether so uh, but, but the very fact that we we banned the book even before any islamic country had banned the book tells a story A, a very sad story i yep. i have no i have no qualms in admitting 
that I had gone to extraordinary lengths to acquire a copy of the book and I'm a very proud owner of that book because I believe I do not necessarily agree with what the book says. And I think it's a frightfully boring book. But 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 that is not the point. I mean, the point is that book should not have been banned. And there's a long list. India has a horribly long list of books that have been banned, proscribed, uh, and uh, uh, disallowed from publication or circulation. Yeah. So th that, is, that is a no-no. Yeah, I, I agree with you. In fact, I think when it comes to free speech in general, I think India uh, uh, has a dismal record in these things, you know, when it comes to books or movies or plays, you know, some is more and more. It sounds like we are becoming a republic of hurt sentiments. And, you know, we just keep on appeasing to one. I mean, there was a thread. I mean, it's just a sideshow. I, it's nothing to do with this. There were a bunch of lawyers who complained that uh, they're the portrayal of lawyers in a show showcase lawyers in a bad light so that show should not be aired because lawyers are showcased in a bad light that mala is level pe hum log aage hai is desh mein abhi kya bole aapko so now let's get into the second side of the discussion dada uh, obviously as you have explained there is an asymmetry here asymmetry in terms of publishing itself there is a clear control when it comes to english uh, publishing houses so dada if i am an aspiring author or or anybody who is an aspiring author who's working hard researching and trying to get himself published but doesn't toe the line of this cabal so dada what would be your advice as someone who has written so uh, for so many years and who's got this ex the vast experience how do we deal with this asymmetry itself if we the people of the non left how do we matlab mainstream publishing houses to hamari books ko entertain hi nahi karenge agar aise aa gaye to so how do we deal with this problem You see this, this bullying, this this attack, this assault that we have seen in the past few days is not something which is startlingly new. Uh, I would like to go back to 1992 when a group of quote-unquote academics, the so-called, you know, the, the usual suspects, they had circulated two petitions. And uh, both Swapandas Gupta and I were a lot younger than what we are today. The first petition was against Swapandas Gupta. And their demand was that he should be deplatformed, that no publication should publish what he writes. And these were big names. I mean, some of them are dead and gone, so I really don't want to uh, mention their names. There were historians, there were economists, social scientists. And the, another petition, which also had a, a handful of journalists signing in, and in those days, they were pretty powerful journalists, which wanted me to be deplatformed. Now, 
in swapanda in swapandas gupta's case clearly his editor and his publisher did not uh, take note of it and swapan continued to write in the paper in my case uh vinod mehta used to be the editor those days and uh, he called me to his office he he showed me this petition and he said and and i'm just quoting his words who are these idiots so i don't even know what you're talking about he said in that case you don't even need to know and he put that it was a thick bunch of papers and he put that into his uh, waste paper basket and the story ended there so this is not something new we have to we have to consistent we have to be consistent in trying to push the envelope we have to stand up we have to fight and while doing so we have to be very mindful that what we have to say what we have to write what we want to put out over there is as good if not better than what the what the cancel cancel culture gang is trying to put out and impose on us so you have to you have to exert and i'm very i'm also very clear that if bloomsbury is going to succumb or if penguin is going to succumb or if somebody else is going to succumb because the, these are two publishers i'm naming them because both have succumbed at different points of time there are many other publishers go to them now and before we move on to the whatever else you would like to re- discuss i just want to give an another example arun shouri's books used to be published by publishers various publishers mm-hmm. <clears throat> and during the fag end of uh, narasimha rao's tenure he had put together a book on religion in politics of religion and politics i'm not forgetting how it went and that was supposed to be published by a well known publisher of academic books based in delhi now apparently apparently and this is what i have heard i don't know and i have no reason to doubt the authenticity of what what was told to me the publisher i mean the book was already the 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 the, the pages were printed all all it needed was to be uh, bound and put out as a book the publisher developed cold feet because the government or a government agency got in touch with the publisher and uh, the publisher a very decent person the man behind that publishing house he sort of said i don't want to get into because i am a publisher of academic works i don't want to get into any political controversy so if you could please i mean you can take away whatever has been printed uh, it belongs to you but i will not do this arun shouri for the first time 
he went into direct uh, uh, self-publishing and direct sale. Hmm. So it was, and we had no internet those days. We had no mm-hmm. web those days. We didn't have Amazon those days or any other e-retail outlet. So by word of mouth, people knew that Arun Shori's new book is uh, uh, ready. It has been printed. It has been published. I think he he formed a company called ASA or something, and it was the cover had its imprint, and uh, people and it was a very simple process. So those days people would send a, a money order or a pay order, and uh, and, and Arun Shori would package uh, pack that book into a brown paper envelope and send it by post to whoever had sent the money, and within days the first print order was sold out. So we have to. We have to think creatively. We have to be. Uh, we have to be in the fight. We have to stand up and resist. If all publishers, if every publisher shuts his doors on us, we have to get together and publish on our own. Books must go out. Books must be seen, and books should be read and judged on books. Say not what a gang. of few have to say about a book yeah i couldn't agree more with you dada so i'm now going to take the questions of the live viewers because there are too many questions and uh, to be fair to them i think i would they would want you to answer their questions so apurva asked you and, and this is a good observation because uh, when it comes to the publishing and uh, media industry the left wing tends to be very well funded and the non left money tends to go more to religious causes or temples or stuff that like that is it time so his question to you is is it time to realign our priorities in some way i collectively i do not think the left or what passes for the left is financially better off then collectively what passes for the right in india so it is not a question of financial resources it is a question of organized action the left is hugely organized so there are there are organizations which you know of which you hear of for instance pen or pen international or whatever uh there are progressive writers forum this forum that forum jaipur literature festival or this festival or that festival so these are organizations which we know but there is also subterranean uh linkages we don't get to see of those linkages we don't get to hear of those linkages they have their own telegraphic code within minutes they can mobilize a mob as it happened with this book i, I mean frankly i had not heard of the book till uh, uh, the, the controversy erupted yeah and that was only a few days ago so within within days literally within days they could organize a global gang people in america people in europe people in india 
and 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 it was it, it was amazing that mobilization was amazing it was almost like the the mafia sort of mobilizing its sleeper cells and this is this is what the non left must learn so one a you are not short of resources b you need to think strategically you need to organize you need to have your own networking you have to have your own platforms three you have to be intellectually more powerful you have to be intellectually more sharper you have to be intellectually more smarter than the left and on all three counts we you know the minds which we have in the non left space there are doctors there are engineers there are um, uh, um there are um, people who who are working with artificial intelligence now you know very few people know that uh, uh, ornob ray that is great bog he goes by the twitter handle great bog he is a, a robotics engineer and yep. so we have you. you 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 are not a you're not a youtuber or you know pod, podcaster you have you have a different uh, professional life where you have excelled mm. so we have tens of thousands of such people we have the human resource and, and that resource should be marshaled should be mobilized uh, and and i don't care whether somebody is a bjp supporter somebody is not a bjp supporter but the common cause should be to take on bullies the common cause should be to take on the 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 the, the latians mafia uh, who want to decide which book can be published which author can be published which idea can be put out which thought can be sold so that that sort of control has to go and to and to break through that we have to erupt all over the place uh, from kashmir to kanyakumari uh, yesterday i think i also said that you know played by their playbook let a thousand initiatives bloom and every initiative can can challenge can pose its own challenge to this totally uh, you know i mean th th this 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 entire structure which has existed for too long which decides what is freedom yeah i i agree with you dada so i'm going to take another question so this is more of a comment or uh, so because i just want to let you know what the viewers are thinking so siddhant says most of the people who are trying to gag this book on social media are i believe well meaning idiots but how and why have they convinced themselves that they are morally superior or are they just propagandists so dada are they propagandists or they are well meaning idiots no it is not for me and i don't think it is for anybody to sit in judgment over what they are 
what what is and that really is i mean whether they are idiots whether they are smart people whether they are nice people bad people th- that is extraneous to this debate what is what is what is the main focus today the main focus is that a book has been deplatformed three authors i think there were three authors or two authors whatever they have been deplatformed and and this this should worry us this should worry us because it is not only about a book whose publication has been cancelled in such a such a such a very distressing manner but tomorrow we could go and pick at a restaurant uh, where you could be you could be visiting that restaurant during lunch time or on weekends with your family or friends or whatever they could go and pick at that restaurant and say that no we do not agree with this man or we do not agree with this woman this man or this woman are horrible people they have horrible ideas they are they are hate mongers and therefore you shall not allow them to enter your restaurant if you allow to allow them to enter your restaurant then we are going to pick up this could extend to a hotel this could extend to a venue this could ext- extend to a club this could extend to a you know mall anything i will give you and i will explain this by example uh, there have been two editions of the pondicherry literary, literary festival till now uh, so the first edition of pll which was uh, in 2018 it was a very humble effort it was a very it was really a very humble effort there was no big money floating around there was there were no sponsors there were no uh, uh, corporates backing the festival and yet the, the 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 same gang the same gang brought about pressure on uh, the particular institution whose premises the festival was supposed to use for its uh, panel discussions and interviews and things like that they brought about such enormous pressure that the institution backed out and said sorry please find and this happened i think 24 or 48 hours before the launch of the festival fine they they cancelled so this is how cancel culture works they canceled the venue the organizers then used their own network personal network to find an alternative venue in a in a very spartan small uh, uh, it's more a guest house than a hotel which is uh, which has tenuous links with the ashram over there we had the festival over there it was a huge success people came it, it generated a lot of curiosity and interest and after the festival ended similar pressure was brought about on the ashram and a whole lot of questions were asked as to why were the premises allowed to be used for a for this festival last year for the second edition of the festival what the organizers did was that okay fine we will use commercial premises 
and uh, and premises were booked way in advance at a hotel and i am very clear in my mind that next time round similar pressure will be brought about on the commercial premises either directly or through local political forces so they will instigate local political forces to go and uh, do dharna or threaten to ransack the place last time we i mean the organizers did not disclose the venue till the last minute so but should we actually be living in this kind of fear should we actually be so afraid that we will have to be surreptitious in what we do what we say the way we live because there is this small minuscule group which has appropriated to itself which has arrogated to itself the right to decide what can be said what cannot be said what can be written what cannot be written what can be broadcast what cannot be broadcast what can be published what cannot be published yeah i i agree with you so so a couple of questions about uh, publishing and I, it seems like there is a budding author amongst us so vivek sinha says uh and he starts with the story that even amish tripathi had said earlier his first book was rejected multiple times due to the hindu mythology topic i wonder why he says and then he says i am a noob author writing something of myth fiction history myth history fiction genre what is my future in the current publishing house industry if uh, this is what's happening so i guess uh, the the gentleman is worried so what what would your advice to him be i personally feel that if you have a good book if you have a book because after all publishing is a business it is not some great act or work of charity it's just that 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 this business has been cornered has been captured and is being held hostage by a by a set of intellectual thugs so if you have a book which which is strong which will sell which will get business for the publishing house i'm sure it will find a publisher it may not find a publisher with a with a flash and a dash but it will find a publisher and once it finds a publisher and if the book is really good believe me this is a very small trade and every publisher very avidly follows what the other publishers is published every book is tracked so if your book is good it will be picked up and if not the first book the second book if not the second book the third book you have to keep on pushing your envelope and and there is no other alternative to it yep so now i'm going to ask you a question because uh i don't know how to, what to make of it but it's quite clear the one uh, who has gone after uh, the book uh, to be deplatformed i mean i don't know at least from whatever i've read on twitter it seems like william dalrymple has started uh, this whole thing i think he even tweeted something oh i'm getting on to it i'll get right at it i i will talk to them this and that and it's quite clear that uh, as of now from whatever we know that the gentleman is involved in getting indian authors and in inside india uh, 
you know their books getting canned after agreement is done so obviously somebody is pissed off at dalrymple and says some people so uh, some people have started demanding the cancellation of dalrymple's visa uh, do you think that's the right way to go dada uh, kushal uh, unless a person holds public office a minister a prime minister or or, or a parliamentarian or something or a political leader uh i all my life i have i have resisted comment on individuals so i i do not comment on individuals because ultimately i do not think individuals are are important so i will not comment on any one author or any one writer i will not do that i have never done it and i will not do it in end of the day this was a decision taken by the publisher so bloomsbury india took the call we that is that is the only fact which is of import over here the additional fact that is of import is why did bloomsbury take this call because it took this call under uh because it found itself under attack under assault uh, 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 because it was bullied and all this was done by a gaggle of activists now i cannot stop that activism i cannot proscribe that activism i cannot prohibit that activism i would not subscribe to that kind of reaction what i can do is i can question the integrity of the institution and the institution here is the publisher for doing something so wretchedly wrong something so shameful something that shows that the that this particular publisher uh, lacked the basic requirement of being called a publisher and that is integrity so i can i can and and i'm i'm absolutely clear in my mind that that bloomsbury india should be called out it should be and we should be remorseless in calling out bloomsbury india or any other publisher who were to do something similar now as for the activists how do we meet the challenge posed by them and that is that is what i was trying to address all this while that you have to get organized you have to get together and you have to and by get together get organized i don't mean that you need one big platform one big organization but but let ten, ten, let small groups of 10 15 20 people get together in cities in in towns and 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 create this series of walls of resistance yep and 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 only then will you be able and and again you have to do it smartly you have to do it wisely you have to do it 
on the strength of intellectual clarity you can't you can't just abuse won't work whining won't work yeah i agree with you so that are three four questions i'm going to club them together because obviously this is not just about deplatforming or cancel culture there is a larger free speech issue too in india so many people have uh, asked this question again and again they say do you think is this is like the first nail in the anti free speech lost coffin or is this the beginning of a snowball effect on a larger discussion on free speech then obviously somebody also mentioned how you know what recently happened with anand ranganathan on twitter that there was one one more question a point was raised where they say you know we chetan sharma had raised this questions where he says uh, look at what's happening you know we we have to laws like 295a and you know then we have organizations like twitter now just you know just banning anand for what quoting a religious text and then saying your uh, tweet is problematic well i guess the text is problematic then and then obviously you have the recent case with prashant bhushan also where the courts have also gone into uh, and have uh, done with uh, what what they've done with prashant bhushan now uh, in my personal view i'm not uh, asking your view on prashant bhushan uh, but uh, in my view i may not be a fan of what prashant bhushan does but i thought you know uh, maybe the courts could have given him a little bit of leeway although i know prashant bhushan is not going to give the same privilege to someone else and that takes us to the larger discussion dada and because I, we've already crossed the hours mark and i and i'm conscious of the the time limit too but don't you think we have a serious problem about free speech in general and and this just you know kind of showcases it in different areas in our life in our society but today it's about cancel culture sometimes it's about uh, about anand being deplatformed from twitter or <clears throat> one day it's about one side one day it's about the other side when will we realize the value of freedom of expression and of letting everybody speak their mind i always uh, draw this comparison whenever the subject of free speech comes up for discussion that uh, two of the greatest written constitutions in the world one is the american constitution and the other is the indian constitution britain doesn't have a written constitution we have also i guess the longest written constitution compared to the american constitution america the first time america amended its constitution that's the first amendment they enshrined free speech as a constitutional right a right that is protected under all circumstances the first time the constitution of india was amended the original constitution allowed every citizen absolute and total free speech and then to their horror the the, the politicians of the time the political leadership of the time they discovered that uh, people are lampooning them drawing cartoons uh, writing stuff against them uh, how could they allow it to continue so our first constitution uh, amendment 
that is our first amendment india's first amendment brought about curbs or restrictions on free speech and those restrictions are also listed but to be honest barring those two years of mrs indira gandhi's emergency when the fundamental rights were suspended and we had to live with a totalitarian state barring those two years by and large every citizen is allowed free speech in a very wide and broad uh, sense of the term but i will give you an example one of the encumbrances on the free speech that we are allowed is that you shall not criticize a country with which india has friendly friendly relations again barring those early few years when uh, mr jawaharlal nehru was very conscious about uh, not uh, allowing any criticism of his friendly relations with foreign with certain foreign countries is i mean it was not really about india's friendly relations barring those few years i can't imagine any other instance where anybody has actually been jailed or punished for criticizing a country with which india has friendly relations even on promoting enmity between communities unless there is a political impulse authorities rarely take offense or take notice of that so i i mean look at indian media i mean they keep on saying oh you know fascist state intolerant state uh, we are not allowed freedom but but look at the media mainstream media is steeped in fake news mainstream media is steeped in hate it, and and that is the only word which comes to mind hate against the current political leadership of india mainstream media is steeped in in in, in absolutely baseless allegations aimed at tarnishing the image of the current political leadership of india and yet we are told oh signs of fascism signs of intolerance signs of fascism and again fascism is not something which is state specific an individual and a group of individuals an organization of individuals a gathering of individuals can also be fascist and i say this and i i i and you kushal must have seen i do not use 
these terms very lightly, whether it is fascist or Nazi or whatever. What we have seen in the last one week happen with this book, this is fascism. This is how fascism happens. You have, you know, it's, it's a dumb charade. And behind that charade, things happen. And people get deplatformed. People get, uh, people cease to exist. And that is fascism. And that is what we have witnessed. And if people want to, and I say this with full uh, responsibility, if people want to understand what is fascism and why we should be worried what we have witnessed in the last one week exemplifies the fascist mindset. It exemplifies how fascism works. It exemplifies the price we, the people, pay when we allow fascists to take over public spaces. Yeah, I agree with you, Dada. And I'm just going to leave you with one last question and a couple of comments. And the comments are hilarious, I have to. I have to say one. So Chetan's comment is hilarious. Chetan says, in my opinion, the preamble of our constitution was written as a social media post to get likes and retweets. <laughs> so, so there you go. I think he's talking about the amended preamble, which where where Indra Gandhi added the secular and socialist part to it. I think he he's trying to say that Indra Gandhi was yeah, trying to get likes and retweets. Basically, his point is that we try to get attention through these things. And uh, Anand's comment was that he's not very confident. He, he worries that there are just too many Indians who want others to do the hard work. I think this was in connection to you advising everyone that, you know, there are, there are ways of getting your content out. But just one last question, uh, Dada, and then we'll wrap it up is... Uh, uh, I guess a disgruntled BJP supporter saying that if this is how this cabal works, why do we still see BJP leaders, ministers still going and launching their books? I mean, where is the self-respect when they have such disdain for the BJP leadership and the government? I, again, I do not see this debate uh, through the prism of BJP or anti-BJP or Congress or anything, any other party. Um, I have, I have, again, I mean, you know, because we live in a time where the personal is the political, I have uh, suffered enormously, grievously in my professional life and my personal life because of my very loudly, very unambiguously stated views and politics. Yeah, true. And I have not received any assistance from anybody or, or let me put it this way, I have never expected the BJP to bail me out or help me out uh, we we have had some terrible times. I remember uh, one particular winter, and I'm a Bengali, we had just shifted from Calcutta to Delhi. We were yet to get acclimatized. And uh, uh, we used to live in a rented apartment in Vasan Kunch. And uh, we had put out, put our winter 
clothes, sweaters, etc., shawls into a loft and then forgotten about it. And then in November or December, when we opened that loft, we found that everything was destroyed. So white ants, which had destroyed everything. And we did not have the money to buy woolens for the family. I, I didn't have the money to buy woolens for the family. I shall not take the name. But one person, when, when he heard about Bought us, he bought us clothes that year. So we have we have lived through some very terrible times. When I lost my job at the Pioneer, I used to live in a company-provided apartment. And 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 that that editor, and it was not Vinod Mehta, the person who came after him. That editor actually instigated the general manager to call up the owner of the apartment and inform him that I was no longer in the employment of the company and therefore I should be thrown out of the apartment. I, we were given a week's notice to, to, to vacate the apartment. I had a company-provided phone which was disconnected. So we have, we have lived through some very, very horrible times. We have lived through times when we didn't know, actually we didn't know where tomorrow's meals would come from. But that was never a deterrent. That was never cause to expect assistance from a political party. That was never cause to, to regret that this political party or that political party did not come to my assistance. Now, what is personal for me should, should be collective for all. So, Kushal, you may have reasons to be, to, be, to be dejected with the BJP, angry with the BJP, uh, whatever. And I, I, I'm sure your reasons are your reasons. Uh, I will not get into them. But that does not mean that I will blame the party or the government or the prime minister for whatever is happening. This is a battle for people to fight. This is a contest for people to win. Don't expect the government to stand by you. It will never happen. The government has bigger fights, bigger concerns, bigger battles. So let government or the party worry about its own fights and battles. People should worry about their own fundamental principles. And again, I come back before we end. Let me come go back to where I began. That each of us should have certain fundamental values. And in this particular case, the, the three funda fundamental values that no book should be proscribed or banned, no book should be deplatformed, no book should be burnt. And it's for us 
to get together and ensure that these three fundamental principles are upheld. I, I couldn't agree more with you, Dada. And I think this is the perfect way to end the podcast. But before we wrap things up, I just want to make a few comments. Uh, uh, I think uh, a lot of us have learned over the years reading your articles and uh, reading your uh, views on Twitter or many other portals or watching videos or listening to you in seminars or stuff like that. So, yeah, I know you will never say it, but I'll definitely say it that... Uh, uh, I think uh, there could have been a lot more that should have been done, but has not been done. I mean, I, I'll just. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. You won't say it, but I will say it. And a lot of us owe our ideological moorings to people like Arun Shori, you, Swapandas Gupta, and 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 I I want to say that as I am on this discussion right now, I have offline been talking to you many times, so I don't have any shame to say online. And I'm saying this openly and there are many people on the live chat right now who are saying this, that, you know, you are, you have been an inspiration for them because they've been reading you for so many years. And I, I want to leave you guys today with this. I agree with Kanchanada. I think we should not depend on the BJP or this for anything. What we should look at is these publishing houses in my view, and these are my views and my assessment. I think these are dinosaurs of the past. And these dinosaurs of the past are going to get extinct very soon. We should not be perturbed by the idea that, oh, what, how are we going to publish our books? Look, there are publishing houses that are coming up. In the regional language publishing circuit, there are so many publishing houses. Uh, Gita Press Gorakhpur is there. Now Garuda Publications has come up. And there are other options also when you want to publish your book. And believe me, in the age of the internet, I don't even think you need a publishing house. If you are uh, having a significant presence on the internet, you just need to uh, you know, publish your book. Yes, you need to spend money in sending your book to good top quality editors. There are you know, freelance editors available. Also, if you want to publish your book, there is no such thing as how do I get my book out? If it's a good idea, it will come out. And there, I believe there should be a non-left publishing house that takes up non-left publishing. I mean, we all remember the struggles of Sitaram Goel, Ram Swaroop and all those big you know, behemoths of the non-left. And they all came up, their books came out, we've read them. But what I want to tell you guys is, look, put your money where your mouth is. If you want ideas to win, they can't be done through charity. You have to support books. You have to buy books. You have to support authors. You have to buy their books so that they make some money. You have to support movies and plays which promote certain ideas. You have to support YouTube channels that promote certain ideas. You have to support podcasts that promote certain ideas. It's not good enough to say that I have done this, No, if, if you want people to actually do these things full time, you have to put your money where your mouth is. And so that's why I'm saying put your money where your mouth is, it is and go to the next step. Each and every person. It is not about me or my podcast. Obviously, I'll say support my podcast. It's, it's not a crime to say that. But I have never said just support my podcast. Support platforms like Swarajya, support Top India, support Mindmaker, support the Sham Sharma show, support many others, support authors, support them. That's how you build. And I don't like the word ecosystem. Believe me, I don't believe I'm part of any ecosystem. I'm an individual who looks at ideas and talks about ideas. I'll talk to anybody that I want to. But the point is, I believe in supporting good people. So I think you should also 
uh, and I'll leave you guys at that thought. But before I leave you guys, Dada, once again, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you and learn from you. And I hope to have many more discussions with you in the future too. All right, guys, you know the drill. If you like the discussion, subscribe to the podcast, like it, share it. I think it's very important that as many people as possible listen to discussions like this. That's what I'm trying to do over here through the podcast. If you like what I'm doing over here, you can become a member of the YouTube channel or go on patreon.com slash and become a supporter there. Uh, if you're a regular member on Patreon, anyways, you know, today at nine o'clock, we're going to have a regular session. So I'll leave you guys at that note. Until then, namaste. Take care. Goodbye.